Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Nate Davis returns to practice yesterday, amongst other injury updates that we're going to talk about on today's episode from head coach Matt Eberflus. We're also going to talk about how the offensive line ranked after the first week of preseason with all games played. We're going to talk about that, plus the new signing for the Chicago Bears. We'll get into all that and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow the channel right off the top at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And first of all, I want to talk about we dropped an emergency episode yesterday right after the Bears uh, signed uh, the former Falcons starting linebacker in Macau Walker and the Chicago Bears and Ryan Poles continue to take advantage of them being the top priority on the waiver wire and being able to sign first players there. The Bears have now added a player that was a starting level linebacker for the Atlanta Falcons as their basically fourth or fifth option, right? And it's crazy that the Bears continue to do this and take advantage of their 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 uh their cap space on top of taking advantage of them being the first priority on the waiver wire. The Bears just continue to make smart decisions. And these type of moves and acquisitions continue to point to, at least in my opinion, that the Bears are not just taking this lightly. They are trying to go for a playoff spot this year. That's the the way that I look at it. You do not keep adding this level of depth signings without planning on on trying to make a, a legitimate push for a playoff spot. When you look at a player that in three years has 187 tackles, had 107 tackles just last season, starting most of the games that he played last season. Again, having two, one, uh, one sack, one forced fumble, two interceptions last year. Again, not mind-blowing numbers by any stretch of the imagination, but we added this guy as a depth piece. That's wild, right? And shout-out to the Bears for, for continuing to make those moves and to continue to add talent to this team and again another young player as well 25 years old a former fourth round pick just in 2020 the bears are making it happen and i do think that these level of moves that we keep seeing from the bears are pointing towards the bears are making their move this season ryan poles believes that not only has this team improved on paper but this is a team that can be a winning football team that's the type of moves that ryan poles is making let's see and hope that it comes to fruition, of course, but that's that's the path that we're on, right? With that being said, let's talk about some of those players that are going to help us win. So right guard Nate Davis made his return to practice limited yesterday. He will be. Most of the players are also making the trip to Indianapolis. They're going to have joint practices with the Colts. I think two joint practices with the Colts before their preseason game against the Colts. But among players that still did not practice is Tremaine Edmonds, Jaquan Brisker, Chase Claypool, Demarcus Walker, Lucas Patrick, Tristan Ebner, Terrell Smith, Josh Blackwell, Dylan Cole, Demarcus Gates, and Buddy Johnson. All those players sitting out of practice yesterday. And yeah, it sucks to have that many players out, right? But Matt Eberfuss came in and said this. We feel good where everybody is. The guys that are uh, doing the therapy and rehab, 
are all on track. So everybody's on track to still be available via the first preseason game. And that's something that, you know, we've talked about. We, we fully expect that to, you know, be the, the, the part of the course, right, is that everybody's going to be healthy by week one. Now, as we start going through further in the preseason, that could become more of a concern, of course, but at least all signs are still pointing to that, and Matt Eberflus feels confident in that. The biggest question about the injuries that the Bears have suffered so far this season and how, how many practices players have missed is, of course, that continuity piece, which Matt Eberflus has already talked about. His biggest concern is the continuity of having those starters out there together. And so, you know, that that's a sign for, for concern. It has opened up opportunities for other players to step in, get an opportunity to perform, but it does, you know, that, that continuity part of it is a little bit of a concern. I'm not going to place a huge part of the concern because you expect players with talent to figure it out, right? And even if that means going through the first couple of weeks of the season while they're building that continuity and chemistry with each other because they haven't been able to do that through training camp, it is what it is. It's still going to pay off for in the long run for the Chicago Bears, but that is something that you do absolutely have to take into consideration and look at. But, you know, that you know we'll, we'll see how that goes. Next up, though, the Bears' offensive line. Now, we talked about the fact that the Bears' offensive line, at least on paper, performed really good, right? And out of the games on Saturday, they they allowed for the least amount of QB pressures. Now, with the full first week of preseason done, we actually have the pro football focus ranking for the Bears, and the Bears ranked as the highest pass-blocking grade in all of the first week of preseason at 87.1. We had the second-highest uh, run-blocking rate at 88.3. What does that mean? It's preseason, so we want to definitely put that in perspective, but at least signs are pointing in the right direction that this is going to be a team that protects Justin Fields extremely better than what they did last season, and that is a step in the right direction. We also know that we were a solid running team, the best running uh, attack per yards per game last season. We want to continue to do that. And then when you look at the raw numbers of the O-line, we only allowed three QB pressures, the second fewest in all of all of week one, we were the number one for a while there. We only trade trailed the the Las Vegas Raiders in that in that area. Offensive lineman uh, Alex Leatherwood ranked at an eighty six point four at the highest offensive lineman ranking for the Chicago Bears. J. Tyree Carter second at eighty seven point five. I mean eighty five point seven. Dyslexia is a motherfucker. Eighty five point seven. Larry Bourne with an eighty three point five, and Doug Kramer with an eighty two point five. They led the way for the Chicago Bears in that area. And for the three pressures that we gave up, one came from Larry Borm and two came from Avante Collins, who allowed two pressures. So, you know, that's how things are kind of shaping up for the Chicago Bears on that on that uh, offensive line. And we know improving in the trenches is one of the things that we are looking for the most, right, from this team to improve on going into, into next season. And let's see and hope that these trends continue for the Chicago Bears. There's a lot of, you know, hope left. Uh, for this team and you know things like that and there's still a lot of doubt around the team rightfully so because we haven't seen it against an actual regular season football right and while one preseason game had us excited like c-dub on the live call we want to see that become a more consistent part of the chicago bears and how and how that trends over the full preseason before we really think that we're in that safe zone and even then we still have to want to see that full starting lineup out there and see how they perform when the regular lights are on during the regular season. Now, we can't say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers hands off my rewards. 
rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. Came into the season with a couple of position battles as well, lining up. And we want to kind of update where those position battles look like they're headed, right? And when it comes to the first one, what's the running back position, right? We knew that there was going to be a competition there. And it seems like Khalil Herbert, who played all the starting snaps with Justin Fields, that kind of points in that direction that this coaching staff is going to trust Khalil Herbert to be that running back one for the team, right? The questions start coming in at is what's going to happen with Dante Foreman and Roshan Johnson? While, you know, Roshan Johnson has a ton of, of potential, uh, Dante Foreman, who, you know, we've heard of nothing but positivity from at all uh, coming into the and uh, coming through training camp. I don't know, man. I, I, I don't think that Roshan Johnson has a threat to become the running back one. I think that's going to be Khalil Herbert. But I do think that, hey, as things keep going for Roshan and if they keep putting things on him, maybe there's a chance that he may p- pass up Dante Foreman. Um, and maybe Dante Foreman's looking at that now and saying, hey, maybe I should have signed with another team. Again, way too early to make that estimation. And we'll see more of Dante Foreman for sure in the second preseason game. Uh, before those decisions are made, uh, the running back coach already said like a, a full decision isn't going to be made until probably week three of preseason. So, you know, we'll see with that. But, you know, the running back room looks good. When you look at Khalil Herbert, Dante Foreman, Roshan Johnson, Travis Homer, all in there. Um, running back room looks really good. Kari Blasting game got used as well. So, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I, I, I feel confident about that running back room, though. And I feel confident that the Chicago Bears are going to keep having one of the best running attacks in the NFL uh, going into next year as well. Now, where it starts getting a bit interesting, right, is the third starting linebacker. And it seemed like, again, Jack Sanborn dealing with injuries, things like that. But Noel Sewell is not going to make it easy. And I actually do think that, yeah, I still think that Jack Sanborn is going to start the season as the starting uh, outside linebacker uh, with that as the third linebacker. But Noel Sewell is destined to be that starting linebacker. I think when you look at Adding Noel Sewell with his ability to get to the quarterback, with his just drive, how he hits hard, how he's a smart football player, having a three uh, linebacker rotation or starting a rotation with him, Tremaine Edmonds, and TJ Edwards, I think is the destiny for the Chicago Bears. But that does not mean that Jack Sanborn is not going to still play tons of snaps. Let's be clear here. Even if Noel Sewell does take over that starting position, Jack Sanborn is still going to play. Tons of snaps for the Chicago Bears. And you look at also bringing in Mikael Walker, like they're going to play, they're both going to play a lot. But Jack Sanborn has shown, and the Bears have used him on the outside. They used him in the middle. He's going to play a lot for the Chicago Bears. You know, I got to talk about it. C-Dub, that's C-Dub's son. He does not want to see Jack Sanborn phased out, and he won't be. But I do think when you look at the the, the combination of youth, where uh, Noah Sewell was brought in, is the fact that he's 22 years old, and that's not to say Jack Sanborn isn't old. I can't remember Jack Sanborn's age off the top of my head, but like Noah Sewell is destined to be the starting outside linebacker. He's destined to be that. And I don't know if it happens for sure this season. I don't know if it happens before the season officially starts, but do not be surprised if by the end of the season, Noah Sewell is that starting linebacker because listen, Noah Sewell is a dog and he's just showing every bit of everything that we wanted to see from him. Next up is the uh, the cornerback position, right? While there's been made uh, a conversation made during, um, you know, training camp that Tyreek Stevenson and Terrell Smith were kind of, you know, fighting over that second um, cornerback position, it seems like Tyreek Stevenson has separated himself, right? Rightfully so. Tyreek Stevenson has had a hell, a hell of a of a just a first preseason game, training camp, everything, and he's shown that big playmaking ability. Uh, and just everything that the 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 ball hawking ability, the ability to always be around the play, like, and that's not to say 
that Terrell Smith as a fifth rounder isn't still going to show have a strong showing and still, you know, ha- get plenty of snaps himself. Like our cornerback room potentially has way more depth than what we expected coming into this, right? When you look at Jalen Johnson, Terrell Smith, Tyreek Stevenson, Kyler Gordon, like we're going to have a solid cornerback. That is why Kendall Vador is on his way out. So I do think that, that Tyreek Stevenson is going to secure that spot. I think everything's kind of pointing in that direction as well. And we'll see how things go, right? We'll see how things go. Now, as far as yesterday, we talked about players whose stock was up. As far as players whose stock went down, we touched on it a little bit. It's really obvious. That's why I didn't go too far into it, but we had a question on it. Um, of course, you know, there's Vellis Jones has his questions around him. We'll see how that rounds out uh, for him. Um, Kendall Vador is another player that's probably on his way out the door as well. And then you got to look at Dieter uh, Isselin. Like, uh, like it, it, the questions around him, like, the Bears seemed high on him, right? But the fact of the matter is that the fact with Doug Kramer playing a little bit better, him uh, following Cody Whitehair, he played 41 snaps, right? Even Josh Lug got eight snaps at center. Um, Dieter got another eight snaps as well at left guard and nine snaps at center. But, you know, we'll see. J. Tyree Carter, Alex Leatherwood both showing up big time. He could be a player as well that ends up on the outs when it's all said and done. We'll see it long term, but, like, you know, there's 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 some questions there, right? There's definitely some questions there as far as that offensive line. We need as much depth as what we can get. And then you also have to ask yourself about Travis Homer, who came into this uh this this season after being signed by the Chicago Bears. We really looked at his blocking, really look, looked at him in special teams. So, you know, we'll see with Travis Homer, but I do think, you know, Ebner getting more run than him, being a younger player, maybe they look at Treston Ebner a little bit more. Than, uh, than Travis Homer, but again, I'm not saying that he's on his way out by any stretch, but that stock is probably a little bit down on him as well, right? So, you know, that's some things to look at. We'll see how it continues to go, but, like, I think we have our first wave of cuts. We kind of know who's going to be on that. Um, So, you guys, you guys can let me know what you think down below, but that's it. That's my time for today, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in and showing up for another episode of Chicago Bears Central. Make sure you guys are following the channel at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform. We also have a, a Facebook uh, group with, uh, it's called Chicago Bears Central. So just type that in on Facebook if you want to join the conversation. Find a way to interact with us on the daily. Other than that, you can also send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, chicagobearscentral.gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailback episodes, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related because of you guys. And like likes in every episode on Chi-Town Up, but bear down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill.